Stab, Abby and Matt are about to give it their best shot on this podcast. Why not give recycling your best shot? Together with Brisbane City Council, we can get recycling sorted. Stab, Abby and Matt. Brisbane wakes up with Stab, Abby and Matt on B105. Hello, podcasters. Hi. How are you? A lot of... um, Interesting chat about twins today. Some mm. some great callers coming through talking about the twinage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted to be a twin so badly. Why didn't you? <laughs> I identify as one now. Ah, yeah, okay, yes. that's good. Mm. You can identify as both twin. if you want. Mm. She, her name is Babby. Sometimes the other one Abby eats them in the womb. Abby. They could have done that. Mm. Eats yeah. them in the womb. You can't say eat. Nails. They absorb it. So that person, that, if they're quite young. Sorry, yeah. You say that that way, they don't have, there's no calories involved. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's absorbed it. They right. absorb mm. it, yeah. And we talked to a war vet. Very interesting. He was deployed to Afghanistan when he was just 18. Yes. And a few of his platoon members died uh, alongside him. So it was a very interesting chat. He now works the in the girls listen to his words. I was going to say, you've got to make that a video. Oh, handsome you the, young Did man. you think he was good looking, Abby? Yeah, I did. Did you think he was good? Yeah, we all, I think we all didn't even seem did you, to if, say if, it. You've got to say, did you think he was good looking? Probably was good looking. I think the first thing that Steph and I did when he walked in was like, look at each other and be like, oh my God. Imagine that in a uniform. Do you think yeah. he was single? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, you think he was single? What? Now I know I why know. you had that reaction with me when we first met. It all makes sense now. <laughs> I love that. that. This is what we... This You're is eating what we... boiled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's salt and pepper on them. Ick unlocked. <laughs> this is what we garnered from talking to a veteran of war. What? Just because we, just because he went to veteran, we can't, like went to war, we can't appreciate that he's a good looking man. No, man, this was the first topic of conversation off him. I just asked. He'd appreciate I, it. I would say the fe- same about a female. Yes. I would say the same mm. about everyone. I think, yeah. is, is it bad mm. to notice if anyone is good looking? No. So, yeah. God, Don't give me jealous, some credit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's like, it's so wrong. You're like, oh, it's give me my compliment. <laughs> Even if I don't deserve you, it. You have I the nicest sit down eggy and breath I've ever smelled. Ask about his tattoos. Because he did have a long, lot of tattoos, didn't he? Yeah, big head, old sleeve. Beautiful man. He was yeah. a beautiful man. He's so well spoken. I think that's the thing, though. When you look at someone, you go, oh, they're quite attractive. And then they talk and yeah. you go, oh, they're very attractive. Because or you go the other way. Yes. Mm. They're David Beckham. Yes. And you just go, it's so amazing, isn't it, where your eyes just completely change depending on someone's personality. It's more of a chick thing. I think guys still go, Do eh, you? it doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah, I have done that with girls before. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. She's a bitch. But she's still <laughs> Which makes her more of a bitch. <laughs> 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 All right, here we go. Let's roll the podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Forgive me for being so inquisitive. Do you mind? Do you mind? Do you mind if I ask you a personal question? Do you mind if I ask? That's when we have people that come in uh, with, a, with a different history or maybe mm-hmm. a different circumstance where we can ask questions to get a better understanding of what they've gone through, especially in this situation. We're joined by Brody, who is a war veteran from Brisbane. Brody, do you mind if I ask how old you are now? Uh, I am 31 years old, yeah. Because you're so baby-faced. Oh, thank you. Now. I appreciate that. And, but you signed up for the army when you were how old? Uh, I was 17, yeah, straight out of school and, and went off and joined the army and... Uh, yeah, had a really good time and uh, experienced a lot. Mm. But uh, yeah, then transitioned to nursing after that. And now you're very passionate about helping war veterans in the mental health space. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I am. Uh, you know, veteran healthcare is something I'm very passionate about. Obviously, I'm combining you know two experiences that I've had in my life in uh, obviously uh, a career in the defence force and then in nursing and healthcare. So I'm very passionate about it. Mm-hmm. So you, a lot of people have like a gap year. You know, they go off to Bali, <laughs> they go off to Thailand. Your first overseas trip ever for you was to. Yeah, I was, well, I went to Afghanistan. Yeah, when I was when I was 18, so I deployed quite young and, and uh, I was quite junior in my career in the army. So yeah, everyone, everyone wants to deploy, you know, a lot yeah. of people want to deploy when they're, when they're serving because obviously that's part of their job. Yeah. So your first ever overseas trip, you go to a war zone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So can you imagine that many, your son is turning 21. Yeah. Can no you way. imagine he, having, no way you mm. wouldn't be able to handle that. Mm. Yeah. What did your parents think? Uh, yeah. Uh, mum was 
obviously quite stressed, mm-hmm. <laughs> very stressed. Uh, you know, it was, yeah, it was, they struggled. It was hard. Uh, we, we lost a lot of guys on that deployment. There was yeah. about 10 Australians died mm-hmm. when I was over there, uh, six from my battle group and then uh, some from the special forces uh, group as well. So yeah, it was really traumatic time. And thank you for your service, by the way, of course. Um, how do you feel the general public view soldiers these days? Do you think there's a level of respect there that should be that I feel should be there for people that serve their country? Or do you think it's it's not that way? I think there is uh, a level of respect, but obviously it's it's starting to, uh, to dwindle a bit. Mm. I think, you know, some... Some events, you know, there's a lot of stigma on the ADF and, and you know, war crimes and mm-hmm, stuff yeah. in, in the media for the last couple of years. Yeah. So uh, I think that definitely doesn't do do much for the reputation of, of, of soldiers and, and what they're doing. Because mm. so. that's hard. When you go over to America, um, it's like everyone stands before any footy game. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? For for the war veterans. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's a sense of respect. And my, my great-grandfather went to Gallipoli. Do you know what I mean? And I post a photo of him every, you know, Anzac Day and so proud of the history. But then it's this constant thing, for I guess, for the younger generation where it's it's not our war. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, I think for the most part, Australians are very proud, uh, you know, of of uh, our military history uh, and, and serving members in the ADF. But... Um, you know, I think maybe the vocal minority, mm-hmm. you know, maybe yeah. change that a little bit. We so. know about them. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're loud, that's for sure. Well, I mean, that is a good point, though, you say, because I, I I still remember clearly watching um, Saving Private Ryan and my sister turned to me and said, you know, if that was today, that's and I was 18 at the time, and she's like, that's all your friends on that boat, and you go like mm-hmm. that. I can't imagine that this generation now doing that, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, For the TikTok views, they would. Can I take my phone? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think the obviously the the people we look up to in society is is changed drastically mm. over the years, and uh, yeah, influences uh, seem to be the you know the main people yeah. these days. So um, you know, my my heroes are people that you know people don't know their names. You yeah, know, like uh, special forces soldiers that have deployed you know ten, twenty times over wow. the last couple of decades, mm. and and you know they're the silent heroes in 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 society, in 100%. my opinion. Yeah. Now you work for a Veteran Benefits Australia. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so we're a, a healthcare company that uh, we, we try and connect veterans to as many healthcare services as possible. You know, like uh, the Department of Veteran Affairs is essentially just an insurance agency, and mm. no insurance agency is going to come knocking on your door and tell you all the things that you're entitled to. So yeah. we can try, and, <laughs> we can try easily and quickly uh, connect veterans to yeah. high quality services. This is an opportunity for you to ask any questions to get a yeah. better understanding of what someone like Brody has gone through. All yeah, right. nothing's off limits here. Um, it's about just trying to understand him. It's not. It's those questions that you want to ask but you feel uncomfortable to. Mm. Brody's put his hand up and said, "I'm happy to answer." And someone who wants to do that is Michael in Ipswich. Michael, what's your question for Brody? Hey, good morning, Brody. Thank you for your service. Um, uh, do you mind if I ask what was your main motivation for joining the forces at such a young age? Uh, to be honest, um, I had a family friend who was in the Air Force. He was a pilot. Uh, he was telling me a story about some SAS soldiers that he was flying around. He told me about a book called Amazing SAS. I read that book when I was about 14, mm. and I just knew it's something I wanted to do. Mm. Uh, you know, it sounded like, obviously, uh, yeah, it would, would obviously give me a lot of skill sets and, uh, you know, go on a bit of an adventure. And, yeah, from a very young age, I just, I just knew it's something I wanted to do. Wow. Awesome. The adventure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As uh, you know, I think that was a motivation for a lot of soldiers going to Gallipoli as well. You know, it's a, of course. Uh, yeah. Yeah. After you saw what you saw over there, though, were you like, what? Did you think it was a mistake, or were you still very, very happy that you did it? No, I'm still very proud of my service. You know, and, and that I did it. Mm. Um, you know, the experiences were quite unique, and it's kind of you know made me the man that I am today. So True. yeah. Mm. Emma's there from Springfield Lakes. You're on with Brody. Go ahead. Uh, hey there, Brody. Um, thank you also for your service. Um, my husband is a current serving member and is actually deployed right now. Yep. Um, this is our first um, deployment as a family um, since having children. And I guess, do you mind if I ask, what should I expect um, sort of when he comes back home? Yeah, so uh, I would say thank you, Emma. Like the family unit is obviously so important and integral to uh, 
you know, serving members. So, yeah, I know it's really difficult. So uh, when he comes back, obviously, you know, adjustment can take a little bit of time. So just be obviously empathetic and, uh, you know, You've obviously got your own routine with your family now, and it's it's hard to re-establish that routine together. That can be a bit, uh, you know, a bit of friction there. But yeah, I would just obviously say, you know, readjustment can be difficult and be empathetic. And if you see any signs that, you know, I think being proactive with healthcare is super important and mental health. So get them in contact with, uh, yeah, people that can help. What annoyed you most when you came back? Uh, yeah, like I think like we were talking about before, just, you know, the little things in terms of you obviously you just got back from a war zone and, and, you know, you've got a lot of perspective and your, your challenges over there were very different to the challenges that people Mm -hmm. face day to day in society. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you you know, turning on the news and and hearing people complaining about some pretty ridiculous things (laughs) is, uh, like bad Wi-Fi and stuff. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then listening to that. So, uh, yeah, that, that was, that was hard to adjust to. And obviously you switched on for hyper alert for for six months or the whole deployment yeah. uh, and then come back and trying to just relax is, is really challenging. Yeah, so. I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, Mitch in Redcliffe has given us a call on 131060. Mitch, you're on with Brody. What's your question? Hey, Brody. Um, mate, do you mind if I ask? Uh, obviously, sort of combat's a pretty full-on thing, but I was wondering if there's any uh, guys that you worked with that almost got, that you, you felt got a bit of enjoyment out of killing or boasted about killing or anything like that. I, I definitely didn't come across it myself, Mitch, like, uh, but yeah, um, yeah, I haven't experienced that at all. Obviously, where everyone was very, very professional, we're there to do a job. We have, you know, rules of engagement and orders for opening fire. It's all based on legislation, and and you know, you obviously can't just go around committing war crimes. And mm-hmm. and and definitely, no one that I ever came across, uh, you know, enjoyed doing anything like that. No, but yeah, it's, it's a really good question. Mm. Well, there was Prince Prince Harry came out in his book. And that was uncomfortable, wasn't it? Yeah, talking about mentioned how many members he was involved in killing or whatever in the Taliban. Surely, there's rules. There's stuff you wouldn't be allowed to speak about, right? Well, yeah, I, you know, I can't speak for Prince Harry and, and what he can and can't speak about. But um, yeah, it's, it's it's definitely you know not something you should necessarily gloat about mm. uh you it's know like an unwritten uh, rule isn't it really i mean yeah, yeah yeah exactly and it's you know it's it's extremely confronting you mm. know but ultimately obviously that that is the reality of war yeah um so you know i, I think there's two sides to every you know story in mm. terms of maybe he's just trying to bring awareness in terms of the reality of war but mm. gloating about it is mm. uh, is a different story and then mm. you know yeah it should be encouraged casey in springfield here on the air with Brody. uh what do you want to ask him Hi, Brody. Um, do you mind if I ask, what has the military done or have they put anything in place to make future generations want to sign up um, to the military? Yeah, well, I, you know, to be honest, I, I'm not uh, super aware of the, the programs going on at the moment for recruitment, but obviously recruitment's a huge and marketing is a huge uh huge part of the defense force because there is a huge turnover rate. You know, there's mm. about 7,500 ADF personnel getting out every year, transitioning back into c- civilian life. Mm. So, yeah, they need to encourage, you know, keep that turnstile going and, 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 you know, keep as many people coming in as possible. But, you know, I would encourage it for, for a lot of young people that maybe necessarily don't know what they're doing with their life. You know, obviously, there's a huge amount of, of uh, skill sets that you, mm. that you get from your time and service that can yeah. really set you up. I bet life. you make a mean bed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> measure it perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, mate, we appreciate you coming in this morning and um, sharing your story and being so open and honest. And you're doing some fantastic work uh, in the mental health space uh, as well for veterans, which is so important um, as well. So thank you for coming in and telling your story. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me on. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. On Prime, we're talking about the class of 07. And f***ing you, bitches! Who are you? Francis. Francis. Do not call me again. Do you understand? Stab Abby and Matt. Welcome Emily Browning. <laughs> Very Australian. <laughs> it looks so good. Uh, class of 07 and one of the stars joins us, Emily Browning. Hi. Hey. This is this is fun. And I was look, looking at the trailer and laughing so much and it sort of had everything, especially even my friends that don't talk anymore from school mm. and you cover everything because <laughs> it's like you go to a high school reunion and then something really relatable happens and a massive tidal wave and everything... That happened to mine too, Emily, just so you know. (laughs) Yeah, oh, crazy. What a coincidence. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, it's got... We've got a lot going on in the show. It's quite a dramatic... 
plot, but it's quite a silly and fun show. And it's also, you know, pretty, it's essentially, it's about like female friendships as well. So it's very, it's very heartwarming. It's got everything really. Mm. In that trailer there, you can hear, you know, obviously there's a a lot of drug references and stuff in it. As as an actor, is it weird when you play a character where you have to be on drugs or something and then your parents watch that movie and they kind of look at you like, how do you know that? that? How do do you know Um, what that's like? I think I think my parents. I was very open with my parents as a teenager, so I think they right. know how I know how to act like I'm on drugs. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're that damn good at acting. Because she's such a good actor. They, yeah, because yeah. I'm a great actor. Yeah. 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 They, they say the key to acting drunk is to um, pretend, pretend you're sober. Because yeah. like, you never get anyone, if you go, you're drunk, anyone mm. who is goes, oh, I'm not even drunk. I'm not even drunk. Totally. Were you a bit naughty, were you? Uh, when I was a kid, yeah, I went through my naughty. Now I'm incredibly boring. I have one glass of wine and I have to go to bed at 9 p.m. But yeah, I had my I had my moments in my yeah. teens. Right. Well, you started, she got you it out of her system. Very young. I got it out of my system. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was I'd already been working for years at that point. I mm. needed to blow off some steam. Because how old were you when you did Lemony Snickets with Jim Carrey? I was 14. Right. Mm. That would have been a great yeah. experience, especially at that age, to work with someone of that caliber too. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was kind of a, I mean, it still feels a bit like a, a fever dream, to be mm. honest. I was working in a retail store um, on Oxford Street in Sydney after that movie had come out and you came into my store with your like mum and I like freaked out oh. and you know how you're supposed to go and greet everyone and I just walked up to you and went, eh. Remember that? <laughs> no, she doesn't remember that. <laughs> but I was like, just... I was really nervous about where that Story. <laughs> and then you I stole like, You were so rude, and then you were on drugs, and I was like, I'm not even you were on drugs. <laughs> No, but yeah, it was sounds just, about right. But now I always look at you, and because you've worked all over the world, sometimes I forget that you're an Australian actor as well, mm. because it was such a, a big honour, I guess, for someone to be in such a big calibre movie. Oh, yeah, I mean, it was a huge, huge honour. And it's funny, I, I sometimes... When I'm acting, I sometimes forget I'm Australian. I mean, in my everyday life, I'm very much Australian. But it is really weird. It was weird to come back and do this show and talk in my own yeah. mm. voice and also in a really heightened... I mean, Zoe's, Zoe, my character in the show, is very... She's even more Australian than I am. <laughs> she's bogan is what you're saying. She's... Yeah, I don't know. Is that, mm. a, is that, a, is that an offensive term? No, we're allowed no, to. We're allowed we're, to. We're, Some of my yeah. best friends are. We're cool. Yeah, are <laughs> bogans here. It's okay. So my, most, of, most of my friends are too. So. <laughs> um, yeah, no, she, it was very... Uh, it's easier to be funny in an Australian accent, I think. Ah, that's interesting. Because I, I think you're one of those people. Uh, I know. I remember when Maddie uh, saw Hugh Laurie from House uh, talking with his British accent, blew your yeah. mind. I think you're one of those people where people don't even realise that you are Australian until you speak with your normal, and it oh, blows people's mind. That's good. It's always nice to be compared to Hugh Laurie. So yeah, it's great. <laughs> so, you, where are you living? If you're not, you said you're back here to film this. Are you in LA <clears throat> yeah. or where's? I ha- am in LA. Yeah, I've got a little wife there. I've got my dog. We've got, you know, all the all the LA stuff. <laughs> I love where home is where the dog is. The dog is, yeah. I, I, I mean, isn't it, it though? That's yeah. kind of just, yeah, home is where the dog is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. How do you find L- LA? Because I, I imagine working there is far more hectic than here in Australia because we're pretty chill, you know. She'll be right, mate. We'll, yeah. get, we'll get to it when we get to it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Californians, honestly, of all the Americans, are not as hectic. You know what I mean? Yeah, They're ca- okay. Like, California's like, fairly chill. I mean, yeah, LA is... The nice thing about LA is that it's about 20 different cities in one, so as long as you can find your mm. your spot, like, the area that I'm in is very chill. Lots of, like, parks and hiking, and it's just very kind of... It's nice. I find the chill space. I can't deal... Like, I couldn't live in New York. I can't deal with the, like, really fast hectic pace. Right. Is it still... Is it one of those things, though, because, you know, people say, like, you know, I moved to LA and then I was getting a cappuccino and Leonardo DiCaprio was two people behind me. You know, that's what... Totally, yeah. He's always getting a cappuccino behind me. <laughs> <laughs> he's stalking you, Emma. Well, that's how we see LA. Like, is, is that what it's like living there, though? I mean, you know? I mean, not... No. Leonardo DiCaprio probably is getting someone else to get his cappuccino. That's but correct, yeah. You definitely do see mildly famous people on a pretty consistent basis. Mm. Yeah, I saw like I saw, people that you don't expect to sit. Just you're kind of like, oh, that's that person from that thing. Yeah. Get almost every day. So in Australia, the the equivalent we have of that here is a married at first sight contestant. I was just going to say, 
hate the mask spotting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, that's why they get a big head. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're all like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Emily's like, oh, my God, you're a mask. Do you watch masks when you're back at home? Back in LA? I, I did. The first time I ever saw any of it was when I was filming this show, and True. some of the girls are obsessed with it, and so I started watching it, and I was quite bewildered by yeah. it, to be honest with you. <laughs> That's the correct response. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very fun. It's very fun. Uh, well, Class of 07 launches exclusively on Prime Video Friday. Um, it's going to be a great watch. It's great Australian television, which is what we love. Emily Browning, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, guys. That was fun. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Like the luckiest twins in the world. Like we share a man that totally loves us. Who we are. (laughs) Twin tales. Mm. If you're a twin or maybe you own twins. Twins. Had twins. You don't own twins. I saw a couple on Marketplace. (laughs) I own you. Uh, I'd love to hear from your 131060 some funny stories that happened to you because there is an, uh, a mum in Argentina and she has a little bit of an issue. She took home her twins, cute little twins, mm. and then thought, oh, bugger me, I can't tell them apart. Mm. So she has said that she's gone to the police station to take the twins' fingerprints. Clever. <laughs> um, and then she was like, oh, okay, unfortunately the twins' fingerprints do not appear in the police database. Like, duh, they uh, haven't committed any crime. No. Uh, no. But maybe it's different over there. Ends up that... I think they do fingerprint them, but the one twin got vaccinated twice. Oh. And they didn't actually vaccinate the other twin. Right. So, so the then, one that gets chicken pox, you know who's who. Uh. So now they're going to say, well, we have to actually follow them a little bit more closely. So I need to be able to tell them apart for their medical mm-hmm. history. And if they're not identical, do they not get the same fingerprints? I wonder if that's ever happened before. The uh, twist in this story is one's a bo- girl, one's a boy. Uh, no, I think they are slightly different. All fingerprints, aren't they? Yeah, yeah and, but I also uh, how did, it might not say how old they are because babies don't have fingerprints yet. Like they don't, they're not fully formed. No, they're newborns. Apparently, they mm. are. That's why I, I go into shops and go grab that. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure about that? You might want to check that because they're saying no that they are fingerprints okay. are. Oh, yeah. From birth, I'll write that. But the comments is what um, cracks mm. me up because people are like, don't feel bad about yourself because everyone's like, how can you not down my part? Why didn't you do something, you know, to take them home um, and put, you know, a band around one? Yeah. Uh, but she said, uh, no, my, my sister and I got mixed up at some point and we ended up with each other's name. I reckon that so, would have happened so many times and people just don't know. Yeah, so she's like, the, the name that we got at birth was yes. different than the ones we have now. Right. So we swapped at some point and then it stuck. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, it would. You think, you know, Mary and Catherine come home and yeah. then you mix them. That mum doesn't know she's mixed them up on week three. Right. She said just... that her parents only told them apart by when they were talking. So they didn't know them until they became of talking age and right. then they could tell them apart. Yeah. Even so much that they'd go up to them and they'd have to say mum for her to know which one is which. Uh-huh. Because they had different voices. Imagine if they wanted to... You, you had some sort of system going, didn't you? Or you didn't want to talk about no, it? No, I can't. No, so <laughs> I've, I've got cousins um, <clears throat> who we, we didn't see heaps growing up. They lived um, in Bundaberg and we were in Gladstone. And um, they're very identical twins. And it's great now that they're married. So we go to a family event and I'm like... Which one's which? Which one's which? Which one's which? And then their wives are there, and I know their wives, and then they just got to wait for someone to do a bum tap, and you're like, oh, that's Mark. Okay, great. <laughs> so you find out been swapping. Yeah. Well, well that's, that's the thing. So they, then, you know, it did make it easier once they had wives and children because you could see who they were with. But there, for years as a teenager, I was like, I don't know which one's which. Oh, my God, you know. You're in the comments wormhole there. <laughs> no, I just got a text from one of our friends, mm-hmm. Alicia, mm-hmm. who works here. Do you know she's a twin? I did not know that, but it explains why she's been ignoring me out in public. Do you know? Yes. No, I was like, no, I did not I know this. She's she like, I'm a twin. Um, you wouldn't believe how often people ask my brother and I if we're identical. Funny. You can't be identical. If you're... No, I know. No. That's, yeah. no. Almost not entirely identical. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, know, I, you need to be the same gender to be able to I didn't know twins. Alicia was a twin either. No, neither did I. Mm-hmm. There you go. You learn something mm. new every day. Twins in my family. My aunties are twins. Not identical, though. Yeah, because right. identical is when the egg and, uh, like, the, it splits. Mm. Yeah. In half. Otherwise, you can have, like, twins and they look completely different. Thirteen ten sixty. We didn't even have to ask you to call, but twins and twin mums are already ringing. Um, twin dads, too, I'd say. Um, we want to know... Your twin tails. Did you get swapped at mm-hmm. birth for your twin? How did you 
figure out which twin was which. Hey, uh, <laughs> Deborah's on from Karina. Morning. Morning. You're an identical twin. I am, yes. Very, very identical. Our dad still can't tell us apart uh, unless he has a real good look, so <laughs> that's fun. Um, but yeah. Do you have the same taste in men? No, God, no. Well, the amount of people that have asked if I'm interested in my sister's husband is... Uh, I mean, I love him as a brother, but mm, gross. Yeah. Did you used to swap um, at, like, classes and get up to that if people... <laughs> Maddie looked at so me we, like I said swap partners. We swapped classes for an entire week in grade six and no one noticed. Wow. wow. Until we popped back and we're like, hey, we're back. And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, you've had... My sister the whole week. Wow. Oh. And our, our producers yeah. are saying, I didn't know this was possible, but your fingerprints are identical as well? Yeah, so um, apparently I think it's 26 markers uh, on your fingerprint. Yeah. That's what they used to determine. Mm-hmm. And ours, 25 out of the 26 are the same. Oh, that was so, close. Otherwise you could go on a crime spree. Well, we could pretty much be, well, not that I would yeah. or she would, but um, with the most fingerprint scanners, the marker that's not the same for us doesn't get picked up anyway. Right. So we had fingerprint scanners at school to like do things, and it got to the point where they're just like, which one are you? Because it would be 50% my fingerprint would come up, 50% it would right. be hers. Wow. Like, it was really just a, which one are you? Yeah. Yeah, so, so back on the partners, though, if your dad can't tell you apart, at Christmas dinner, do the, the husbands, boyfriends, they can tell you apart, right? Um. Her husband's only ever gotten us mixed up once, and he was furious with himself for doing it, right. which is hilarious. Uh, but we go pretty far out of our way to not wear the same clothes. Mm. We accidentally did it on the weekend, just gone, <laughs> and both of us were just like, what have we done? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we will generally tend to call up and be like, hey, what are you wearing this morning? Just so we're in Fair a enough. different outfit. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Uh, we're I always some wanted to be a that. twin. Yeah. 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 Carol. And Ripley. Yes. You're a twin. Hello. I'm twin. I have twenty one year old twin daughters. Wow. And you've got a you've yeah. got a secret hack? Well, um brought them back from hospital, still had the uh, armbands on them, and then my auntie was nursing one and went, Oh, she's got a red mark on her hairline. And Ellie had a, a strawberry birthmark. Oh, under the hair. So we could tell them apart. And then when they were about two, their big sister Bethany couldn't tell them apart, so she hacked their hair with scissors and cut Kerry's hair first yeah, and then realised that it was the wrong one, so cut Ellie's hair as well. Nope. <laughs> so you can tell them apart. And my twin sister, I still have people call me Janice. Right. So I sometimes do not look alike. I always think that would be hard if you were a twin. People are constantly like waving at you or saying yeah. hi and you're like, oh. Yeah, my English teacher was a twin, Carol, and he said that. He said, look, if I ever see you out in public and I ignore you, it would be my, don't take it personally. Did it would he be just my make twin. that up? He never, we found out later he never had a twin. What uh, a liar. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Shane's on. Hi, Shane. How you going? Good, mate. What's your story? Uh, my brother actually had a girlfriend at one time. Became sick, couldn't go out with her, so I went instead. <laughs> You're no, twin. you didn't. Cha- and uh, at what point did she realise? She didn't. Mm. Oh, that was think... the funniest part. She did not realise that I was my twin. I wasn't my twin brother. And just to clear this up, for legal reasons, you obviously didn't do anything, right? No, no. no okay. We were only probably 16 at the time. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah just to make sure that's clear. Yeah, yeah, Otherwise, yeah. we're getting into really, yeah, weird, <laughs> really, really weird search histories there. Do you still yeah. look at it like now, Shane? Yes. Um, I moved up from Melbourne to Kingaroy. Mm. My brother lives there. <laughs> People still call me my brother's name mm. as I'm walking down the street. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, mm. could have been bad for your brother. She could have gone out for a date yeah, with him was... the next weekend and be like, God, you're boring today. You were so much more fun <laughs> last <laughs> week. Shane, you should What's have proposed. Yeah. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Leader of the opposition, uh, David Christopher is on with us this morning. Good morning, mate. Good morning, team. How are you all? We are good. How are you liking your job? It's uh, a, a pleasure every day, and to speak with you good folk make it even more pleasing. Uh, see, the <laughs> second part was a lie. <laughs> the lie has gone well with you. <laughs> You've got an important announcement today about youth crime, though, which is one of the reasons we've got you on today. What's going on? Yeah, thanks. Thanks for the chance, guys. Finally, Parliament will pass uh, uh, laws today which will take the first step towards dealing with what 
is the number one issue that people are raising. They just want to feel safe in their homes again. And uh, for a couple of years, we've been talking about breach of bail. And finally, we're going to have a win on that for Queensland. I, I just want people to know, though, it's only the first step. And until we get consequences for action in the Youth Justice Act and we put the rights of the victim ahead of the rights of the offender, and until we unshackle the judiciary, and I'm talking about getting rid of this nonsense of uh, detention being a last resort, which is in the Act at the moment, and until we get serious about early intervention to try and turn kids around before they're holding a knife at someone's door, we're just going to keep on seeing the same thing. So this is not the this is not popping champagne corks. I can tell you, it's one very very small step that we've forced the government to do, but we've got a long way to go, guys. Because I think that I was speaking with my uh, neighbour who's uh, First Nation, and she was really concerned about it within her community, saying that you know there's so many headlines saying of you know reoccurrence, I guess. Um, but she was saying that it's a step back, that it's a systematic issue, I guess, with, you know, the family structure as well, that there's a lot more going on rather than people just jumping up and down and saying these people are reoffending. And it has been serious crimes that they have, but it is taking that real step back and doing early intervention is crucial. She's, uh, she's dead right, Abby. And, and what I'm sort of talking about is two issues. So we've got an issue in the here and now. So a decision was taken eight years ago to water down the Youth Justice Act and what's happened on the back of it, you've got a whole heap of repeat hardcore young offenders and they're the ones that are ramming police cars and they're the ones that are carrying knives and they're the ones that are creating the carnage. Now, we've got to deal with them, right? And I'll never walk away from that. Absolutely, let's get stronger laws to deal with them. But at the other end of the spectrum, we've got a pipeline that have been coming through that have looked up and said, well, there's not consequences for bad behaviour. I want to turn that around and I want to give those kids help. I want to give them hope. hope I want yeah. them to talk about education and employment. And we've got to get in early before they're standing at your door with a knife. And I'm, I'm never going to give up on young kids and we can turn them around. But if you don't have the stronger laws to send a message, well, that pipeline just continues. And I saw a stat the other day that the repeat hardcore offenders have gone from 10% to 17%. Wow. Now, that's mm. a failing. We, we've got to drive that down the other way. So it's at both ends of the spectrum. And your neighbour's right. You can't give up on kids early on. You, you've got to try and turn kids around and give them that help and the hope that, that there is a better life for them as well. But you've also got to keep families safe with the hardcore ones that just have lost the right uh, to be doing what they are doing in society. Absolutely. We're speaking with David Christofoli, uh, Leader of the Opposition. I've just learnt that you, my friend, hold a Bachelor of Journalism. You um, used to do a bit of uh, television and radio news reading. Yeah, that was 100 years ago. I, I'm a reformed <laughs> journo these days. <laughs> Which is, you don't like him now? Is that what you're saying? You, you, yeah, you interesting can, well, that you fake, well, you know, you've become your enemy, enemy <laughs> almost, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, I've gone from one reputable career to another. I've gone from a journo to a poly. So you would, you know, you would have sat on the side that you now face once upon a time. So do you? Can you see where they're going? That that would be help you when you're knowing what they're doing. Uh, what it does is it, it when you do cop a bit of a, a bit of a whack from time to time, you understand that it's part of the process. Mm, but yeah. I, I, I spent time as a journo, and I honestly used to get frustrated and say, I think I can do a better job than some of these people. Mm. And that, that's honestly how it all started, the journey for it. And anyway, it's uh, it, it, you asked if I enjoy the job. Um, I would obviously like another job, and that is to one day get a chance to run the state. But mm, I, yeah. I still love people. And while I get out of bed and I want to talk to people and want to help them, and while, while that fire still burns, I'll keep doing it. Do you have a news voice? News no, no, no. Well, I, I, my voice was always too high to be any any sort of uh, radio announcer at all. So oh, they, no, oh, Maddie's no, not Maddie's true. here. Maddie's not no, true. Don't <laughs> change now, mate. Don't we let allow... that hold you back. All right. <laughs> in in my day, you used to have to put uh, paper over microphones yeah. and do everything you could mm. to try and sound like. Uh, Hello, God, this is John. <laughs> he does have a voice. <laughs> David, I saw that you were supporting the Dolphins, but I believe you're true and true. Are you Cowboys? Uh, to the call. I sat on the hill in the mid-90s when the Cowboys came into the league. Wow. And, yes, I live at the other end of the state, but if, uh, if there's only one trait that's worth anything in politics, it's loyalty. I will be a Cowboys supporter until the day I die. 
despite the fact that they test me from time to time. Um, but no, I love love the Cowboys, and I, I love to see that. The, I think people, even people who aren't Cowboys fans, love their style, that flamboyance, the point. way they play footy. Mm. Um, but I, you mentioned the Dolphins. Hasn't that been a... Oh, so good. Well, I heard that you're supporting so the good. Dolphins until round six. <laughs> um, I, I will back them on every game they play this year, but when they play the Cowboys, I hope they lose by plenty. <laughs> <laughs> good on you. Well, mate, if you um, if our newsreaders ever sick, good to know that um, we can give you a call up. and see or if you want to come is, in. Or if Matty is, we needed someone with a high voice, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll get you too. <clears throat> get in here. Uh, I'll tell you what, it'd give me a fair chance of uh, getting a decent run, actually. So, <laughs> yes, sign me up. <laughs> in, in, in breaking news, the opposition have done it a wonderful deed today and <laughs> crossed now for him for more. Hey, hey, bias, <laughs> bias. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If, if Anastasia Palaszczuk heard you doing the news, she might finally answer one of our calls and come yeah. on our show. So that might might work out. Uh, mate, a pleasure to speak to you this morning. Thanks for coming on. She wouldn't take my calls. All the best, guys. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Good on you, buddy. David Christopher Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. What kind of music do you usually have here? Oh, we got both kinds. We got country and western. All right, CMC Rocks, it's on this weekend in Ipswich. Actually, it starts tomorrow. Yeah. Ooh, sold out, isn't it? Yep, sold out. Sold go. out years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Did not sell out years ago. Uh, I'm a big country music fan, so what I do here is I bring um, some country music songs to the radio that we wouldn't necessarily play here, uh-huh. um, and I pause them at a point in the song, mm-hmm. and the two of you have to work out what you think the next lyric is. Yes. Yep. In there. Yep. Because they all tell the story country songs. They do. Sometimes they're really typical, though. And then you're like, oh, geez, where'd that come from? Yeah. That didn't even rhyme at all. Yeah, yeah the, the men love to sing about girls, you know, the ones that got away mm-hmm. and drinking whiskey. I have noticed that. You don't listen to any female country singers? I do oh. listen to some. Not a lot. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, these are all male again. <laughs> I love you, Manny. I'm sorry. Tomorrow? I have said that. They were going to be all female. I Tomorrow I might find no, a no, token no. for you. <laughs> well, it takes one to recognise one. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So this is Kit Moore, um, who we've interviewed on the show yeah, before. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Uh, yes. Saturday night, he's headlining. Okay. Um, here we go. I'll play you part of the song, and then you got to tell me what he says next. Something. <laughs> he has a little what? I got a little of my dole money. <laughs> dole money. Yeah. Got a little yeah. better. It's got it's got to rhyme with honey. Remember, I think it is money. Do, you you don't know he, that. He's not making. He's not rhyming them with honey. You don't know. One hundred percent rhyme with money. Well, then it's only like money. I got a little. He has a little what? Mm. Stolen money. Cash money. Let's play. Oh. And I got a little beer money. 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 A little bit of beer money. I'm taking that. Yeah, you can have it. He doesn't. He's rich as that guy, isn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got a big wad. I got a little bit. So tell me. Luke Combs. Now, this song um, is uh, about him. He had a big night out drinking. Yeah. Um, and then uh, his girlfriend at the time got sick of his partying ways, so she broke up with him. And then he sings a song about all of the luck he has right. after she breaks up with him. It's got me thinking that her But wait, that's that's not all. And What doesn't he have to see anymore? Oh, I thought he said seat. I ain't got to see. He's had all that luck. Uh-huh. Now he ain't got to see. Is it still good luck or he doesn't have to see something to do with her? Your face no more. Doesn't have to see. See. Your family. My kids no more. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Abby's clothes. <laughs> oh, your yeah. mother and, and my uh, stab. Yeah. Your mother-in-law dodged a bullet. I got to start writing country songs. You're, you're pretty good. At this. You're, getting, you're getting good. All right, last one. Okay. Here we go. Now this is an older one. Um, this is by Big and Rich. I want some. You may have heard this one before. Okay. Okay. A all couple right. of the girls outside said they'd heard it. Okay. Uh, all right, Big and Rich. Here we go. How do you save a horse? Ride a cowboy! Yeah. <laughs> save a horse, ride a cowboy. Have you heard that song before? No. Yeah, right. they're all on like t-shirts now after yeah. yeah. Yellowstone. There we go. You wanna oh. get Hinky do it reverse? <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Hey, interesting occurrence over Chermside last night, apparently. Uh, with uh, people getting onto Reddit Brisbane. It's a good thread to find out what's happening in the city, saying, hey, boyfriend doesn't believe me, so I wanted to see if anyone else just saw what I saw. Two balls of light about 100 metres apart flying near the lightning storm, completely silent, shaking up and down, visible for about three seconds and disappeared, travelling at about 5km in that three seconds. Did anybody else see this? It was absolutely crazy last night. The lightning we were at, was. We were it? at tennis and I was like, mm, should we pack this up because the little kids are on the... Tennis court. Um, mm. And yeah, about seven o'clock. It was crazy, but no rain. Just so much lightning. Oh, didn't get any rain. So much thunderstorm. Absolutely no, no rain, rain at Morningside. Uh, what about you? Rain? Hail, uh, rain and a little bit of hail at my place. Ooh. Really? Yeah, only tiny hail. We, mum... we only got a little bit of rain and I could see, I looked on the bombs. I was like, it's coming. And then I did see, oh, it's, no, it's yeah, going straight over the it always, south. It always, see? You pay so, extra in Barton for council rates and they grab those clouds and they move them. <laughs> I wish they'd have done that when my roof leaked, but that's yeah, right. I'll talk yeah. to the manager. <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, what time did she say this happened? She doesn't say. But okay. a lot of other people have said, yes, I saw it too. Oh my God, I thought I was going nuts. My wife didn't believe me either. I was at Eaton's Hill Woolworths loading my car. I looked up and saw it too. So two Someone lights. else says, sorry, I imagine being an alien traveling millions, possibly billions of light years tend up over Chermside. <laughs> <laughs> I like Chermside. Do you? Except the shopping center. Well, yeah, well, that's someone else is saying, oh, maybe circling for a park. Yes. I would say, reading this, I would say <laughs> what it probably was, but 131060, if you saw it too, uh, and you Wait. can verify it. People are going to call up. You believe in UFOs and now you're going to tell them they're wrong and it was just a plane. I wasn't going to say it was a plane. What do you think it was? Uh, there is a phenomenon that does occasionally get uh, mistaken for um, UFOs. Quite an interesting uh, occurrence that happens naturally in nature. Ball lightning. Uh, and there's even been reports of it's an actual orb of lightning that floats and it doesn't um, pop until it hits something. But they've had reports of it floating down the aisles of um, airplanes and stuff like that. Thrown so. by Thor. <laughs> yes. Playing baseball with his dad, Odin. Uh-huh. Mm. Right. Mm. I, I, let's go with the UFO. That'd be fun. Yeah. Be a nice little story to break up the day today. I don't believe well, I mean, in UFOs, but I definitely did see one as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really did. Over in Oval. There was two lights that were going in one direction and then they quickly took off at the opposite. And they were really low and we ran home. What were you doing on the Oval at night? I don't know. Was it with a girl called Siobhan? Yes. And I think she lives here now. Um, oh. But yeah. Listen, you know, with all that information, that story really sounds like it's checking out. <laughs> <laughs> a girl named Siobhan, who I think now lives in Brisbane. Mm. Siobhan Ellis. Did you see it last night? And also, I would like to point out they're not called UFOs anymore. They're called UAPs. What, because they've got feelings? Why? Well, because uh, unidentified uh, flying objects uh, is a bit vague. So they've gone oh. with UAPs, which is unidentified airborne phenomenon. Right. Mm. I just feel like we, I didn't know if that was, you know, had to be politically correct when we <laughs> well, don't they, even know if they're real, but of course that's. <laughs> they are talking about adding a plus on the end of it. What did yours case. look like? It was just, it honestly just looked like, um, some sort of, it, some sort of aircraft, mm -hmm. but it was just that it went like down mm -hmm. and then went up in a diagonal Ooh. direction cool. and then just took off. And I remember thinking, ah, oh. so our friend, our parents were talking in the front yard and I had been picked up and they were talking for so long that we had yeah. run to the local school. Right. There you go. Yeah. We've got one one person who's called. So maybe 
It ain't real. Maybe it's not real. Um, if you did see it, something over Chermside that looked alienish, a UFAOAPQT plus. UAP. UAP. Stick with UFO. It's U- easier. U- yeah, UFO. Yeah. We're yeah, old. That school. one has to take it off. It's like when the bomb tried to change its name. So yeah. Did you see it last night? And do you think you know what it was that you saw, Brett from Upper Kedron? Hi. Um. Yeah. I think I might know what it could have been. Mm. Um. So listen to Dr. Carl on his podcast and stuff, and mm. he's talked about something really similar before um, called ball lightning, mm-hmm. where it forms a uh, like a ball about a metre across and um, sort of hovers there for a minute before it just disappears. Mm-hmm. Um, he's talked about it like appearing next to a plane and then going down the aisle of the plane and coming out the other end. Right, so. there you go. Mm. So what uh, actually is ball not lightning, though? It's lightning. It's just another form of lightning. It's the way that... It's the, a different the, shape. Yeah, it's a different shape. It's quite interesting. If you Google it, it's really interesting to watch, but mm. you don't see it very often. Sounded better when Brett said mm. it. I yeah. know, right up in me really explained by Brett. Also, Brett's planes. Yeah. It makes Dragon Ball Z make a whole lot more sense now as a TV show, doesn't that's it? True. That's true. I believe that fight is still going. Yeah. Mm. It's a cartoon from back yeah. in the day. Back yeah. in the day, Dragon Ball Z, yeah. And cool. they would they make big balls of fire and throw them at each other. Just imagine the aliens like, oh, do we get caught? No, they think it's ball lightning. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was their balls. <laughs> <laughs> no one else saw it. So maybe it wasn't real. Maybe it wasn't oh. real. Oh. Oh. What a shame. Aliens don't exist. No. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Mother, there is no other. Saw this uh, story going around and I immediately thought of you, Abby. I brought this to the table, uh, Porvu, um, because you love this technology and you use it on a daily basis, I would say. Um, the doorbell thingy, the cameras at your house where you can you can essentially be the, the voice of God booming down from above and telling them when they're doing stuff wrong or they should have left the house by now or whatnot. Best purchase ever. A couple really? hundred dollars from uh, JB Hi-Fi. Remember, they used to be really expensive and you used Came to say down. anyone that had cameras was rich. Mm-hmm. So that's why I tried to buy them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but no, it's so much fun. You can see when people... Scotty loves it. Scotty hates, hates it. He loves being monitored. So, like, he can see what comes in. I'll give him a call. I'm like, baby, um, just if you're at home, would you mind just putting the washing on? He goes, I'm not. Oh, yeah, I am. I am. Yeah. Yes, That's I am. Where yeah. have you gone? At your front door? And then have you got them inside the house too? No. <laughs> nah, I want to. But I think, is that illegal? No. no not in your family, no. 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 Like, but if people come out. No, uh, I have one at the front door and we have one at the back door on the side. Yeah, okay, right. Because we just got so much stuff. Like, if people still... Um, the you know leftover timber don't invite them and to, uh, the steel um, that's just <laughs> hanging around. Imagine if you paid someone. To I was going to say, is that what you want? Team. You yeah, want them yeah. to? Yeah, yeah. No, 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 nothing to steal. It. I don't know. No, oh, to be honest, it's, it's just annoying to the kids I, while they're playing because they take up so much electricity. I turn them off at like one o'clock on a Monday for two <laughs> hours, <laughs> and then I turn them back on. <laughs> um, but there was a, a mum over in America, and she was out doing the grocery shopping, and she has this technology. Yeah. Uh, and um, she did get a, a call from her kids because their iPads were uh, not charged. Have a listen. Colton. Colton. Hi. Daddy, mommy. Daddy. Um, my tablet's not working. Daddy. My tablet's dead. My tablet got broken. Where is daddy? Yeah, and mommy, my tablet's dead. Where's your dad? Oh my God, that's always what I say. Mm-hmm. Where's, where's, I think dad's supposed to be looking after you. Is he not there? We don't know where he is. So, so dad's at home with the kids. They need to get in contact with mum. They know if they go out and press the doorbell that it'll go to her phone and they can chat to her. This is the thing. <laughs> the dad is literally one metre away. Yeah, but they just go, well, how do we find someone who solves this? Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's always mum. It's always So mum. our mum is doing the food shopping. We'll give her a call so that she can try and charge him when dad is obviously... He didn't know where they were. Ask your mother, He's kids. probably really busy. This mother. is why I brought it to you. He's probably really busy. <laughs> he wasn't. He was just in the garage, tinkering around. Hey, Potter. Do you guys Potter? Yeah. yeah. Of course I Potter. Yeah. See, this is, Scott's the same as you. Scott was like, the house, it's too much maintenance. Well, that's what a house is, mate. Yeah, it's like a too much maintenance. I'm like, what would you do all day if you didn't have a house to maintain? He goes, I'd do heaps of stuff. <laughs> but I don't think, What? Annoy the hell out of our wives. That's why you always need a lawn to mow. Yeah. You always need a lawn yeah. to mow. Or a shed. I could clean it. I could clean a shed every day of the week of the year. Re- really? Easy, yeah. He just disappears in the house and I just hustle? don't even know what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> We're just doing bits and bobs. You're always doing bits and bobs. 
And my dad still potters. Mm. Yeah. We, stuff, we do stuff Pete. you don't even see. He doesn't does love a bit of potting. Pottering. Yeah. Do you, you potter get, You don't potter. You come up behind the girl and Unchained Mel- Melody starts <laughs> playing and you make a nice vase. You actually, you're, you're a bit more of a sit and vape and contemplate. I don't know where you've got the cameras at my house, but no, I, uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a tidier. I move yeah. around the house and put things but where But you're efficient, so it's done and that's it. Yeah, but yeah, but I do like, I do like a wander and just that's, even just to that sort of, that goes there. That's still pottery. Move. Yeah. It's potterish. So yeah. did they get them charged? Uh, yeah, well, he he was like, he even came over and was like, what are you doing this for? I'm here. I'm not a piece of meat. Don't call your mum. Don't call your mum's yeah. there. Hi, love. Hi. Hey. Hi. I got, hey. I got this. You have it. Have fun. Uh, they're joking. Everything's yeah. fine. Yeah, everything's fine. I told them they couldn't have their iPads, babe. We're playing a game. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Alrighty then. The state will self-destruct in five seconds. The force is with you, young Skywalker. Woo! Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Yeah, it's a movie game. I love my movies. I'm actually very excited. I just accepted my invitation to John Wick 4, which critics are calling the best action film ever made. So that's going to be When is that? Out in cinemas? Uh, next week, I believe, because it um, premieres on Wednesday. Because so. Scotty's been catching up on the first ones. Ah, right. Yes. Good for him. Doing his research. It's Keanu Reeves. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They killed his dog. Mm. So he killed a lot of people. <laughs> Probably outweighed what happened to him. But anyway, it's so, still so an So you see yourself rock. in it. That's what it's about, isn't it? I hope someone right? killed Gus. And yeah, he I goes up to Gus yeah. after and goes, yeah. I love you and I'd do anything for you. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm not a trained assassin as he was. So No, that's uh, what a trained yeah. assassin would say. <laughs> uh, this is to get yourself a family pass to event cinemas. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Megan and Anthony playing. Morning, guys. Morning. 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 All right, Megan, you know how this works. You're going to go first. You've got 30 seconds on the clock. I'm going to explain movies to you. you got to guess them. You get the most, you win. Okay? Okay. Sounds All right. Good. Here we go, Megs. <clears throat> oh, it's uh, Will Ferrell. He coaches a team, but they don't ever go on the field. They always sit where... Uh, oh, bench warmers. Yeah, yeah, all right. Uh, she's a lawyer, <laughs> but she's stupid, uh, but she ends up solving the case because the chick permed her hair. Elwood. El yeah, what's the name of the movie? Oh, I'm um, legally blonde. That's the one. Uh, she's an. Uh, she's a young girl, but she's psychic. There's a musical that Tim Winton wrote, written by Roald Dahl. Um, Matilda. That's the one. Uh, it's just back in cinemas. He's got a ghost face and he stabs people. Uh, scream. Yeah, oh, oh, after the buzzer. That's good. That's good, Megan. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All right, Anthony, you heard that. Three is a I'm score to beat. Yeah. You're in trouble. You're in trouble. <laughs> I'm in no, trouble. No, no, man. You got me. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. All right, okay, here we go. Give it to me. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> uh, it's Samuel Yeet for uh, first thing in the morning, and they've joined a, a group about it. Pass. Okay, Breakfast Club. Um, it's Lady Gaga. If there's only one Bradley Cooper in the room, she's a singer. He's a singer. He gets drunk. Uh, pass. A star is born. It's a great big effing shark, huge shark, prehistoric shark. Jason Statham fights it. Um, the Beast? Oh, the Meg. Uh, it's uh, Ryan Gosling and he's dating Steve Carell's daughter, but you don't find out until the end of the film. Oh, sorry. You're sorry, right. Anthony. You're right, though. Yeah. Yeah, I was right. Yeah, I was in trouble. Yeah, you were in Good trouble. stuff. Uh, well done, news Megan. for you, Megan. Thank you very much. There we awesome go. Start to the day. That family pass is all yours. Your next chance to win happens uh, right here at 8 o'clock with Alpha Bucks worth 10 grand. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Alpha Box tomorrow. It's a Friday, the 17th of March. Indeed it is. And I've got your answers for Alpha Box. So get your pencils Oat, ready. Octopus and Opal, but we had those yesterday. Ah, that's a good point. So. Mm, and that was, yeah, so mm. that was yesterday's. We gave those answers because that was today's game. No, we didn't play them today, though, so it must be tomorrow what because we actually on? played C today. So tomorrow it's going to be Oat, Octopus, and Opal. Multiple O's. O, O, O. O'Brien. Brisbane wakes up with Stav, Abby and Matt on B105. While the Stav, Abby and Matt podcast plays, they're giving recycling their best shot. Together with Brisbane City Council, we can get recycling sorted.